gums at each other. Any chance they get. The fight clock is brought to you by Modell. It's time for you to sit back, relax, and listen to a complete and fucking utter armchair expert give his completely and utterly useless opinions on the one hell of an amazing sport that is MMA. G'day guys, uh, welcome to episode one of what I have ever so eloquently and originally titled MMA Quick Chat. Uh, that, that can go to my boy Jesse actually, the credit for that name, he came up with that, because um, I didn't have anything else. <laughs> um, yeah, so what this is uh, basically going to be is uh, me just uh, nattering away and uh, giving my thoughts and opinions on, well, mainly the UFC, let's be honest, because that's just about all I watch, um, but the, the sport of uh, MMA and what's going on in it at uh, any given moment of uh, any given time that I happen to do an episode. Um, mind you, it, it may not go beyond uh, one episode because, you know, this may be a complete and utter travesty. Um, but I just thought, you know what, I may as well have a try, and seeing as, uh, no radio station will let me on, because I, uh, I cuss too much, um, thought I'd make my own, mate. Just go on ahead and make my own. Can't be, uh, can't be cancelled if I put it up, can I? <laughs> uh, so what we're going to basically do today is, uh, just give you a bit of an intro as to who I am, and, uh, why I got into MMA, and how. Um, uh, and then we're going to go through my favourite fighters of all time and today, and uh, why that's the case. And then we're going to round up uh, with a uh, analysis of uh, UFC 270 and 271 and finish it off there. Let's get straight into it. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, so uh, who, who am I? Um, well, in case you didn't, uh, well, well, depending on where you're listening, actually, you may not have read it. Um, but yeah, my name is Aidan Thomas. I'm uh, 22 years old. I was born on, gee, sounds like the first day at school, doesn't it? Like, oh yeah, where are you from, Aidan? And uh, what's your name? Blah, blah, blah. Or what's your birth? Whatever. You know, sounds like every first day of school ever, just <laughs> telling everyone that. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm from the, uh, the, the western suburbs of Melbourne in Australia. I... Um, I basically got into MMA because my dad was. My dad was always a boxing guy. He was, like, big into, you know, Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, etc. Um, and then later on, he met... Um, he met uh, two particular guys on uh, the job he was doing at the time um, who were big into UFC, and he got into it because of them. Um, I didn't really get into it back then. I wasn't really old enough. I was about, oh god, maybe 11 or 12 at the time, so obviously I wasn't old enough to, uh, you know, see guys beating the hell out of each other, but I, I started to get into it at about maybe 15, 16, 17, definitely. I, I, one of the first, actually, one of the first memories I have is being in high school and my dad showing me 
uh, a UFC Ultimate Knockouts DVD that I believe one of the guys he knew uh, had given to him. Um, that was pretty much my first exposure to MMA, and then the first memory I ever have of uh, watching a fight um, was uh, going down to the um, place called the West End Hotel in Sunshine uh, with my dad and a mate of his. Um, to yeah, to to watch the UFC. Uh, not not once a month, but any time that you know anything interesting uh, was on. Yeah, we we there was a period of time that um, uh, yeah, we'd always be down there. And what what's funny actually is I met I mentioned Jesse um at the start of the podcast uh, for I gave him credit for giving the podcast its name. Um, <laughs> everyone remembers the every, everyone remembers May Mac right. Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor in 2017, I think it was. Made Conor 130 million bucks. He didn't fight for two years afterwards, went and bought a yacht, etc. Well, I was watching the fight at the West End Hotel in Sunshine, where I watched everything back then. Um, mind you, the bar I was sitting in, uh, swear to God, at one point, uh, <laughs> no one was there, and then once the fight started, I looked back, and the whole bloody room I was in was full. That's just that's just what Connor does. He fills up any place you go to to uh, to watch him. But what's funny is, I was in Sunshine, and so was Jesse. I was at the pub. He was at a sports ground with his dad in Sunshine watching the same fight. We weren't even friendly. Oh, boy. To give you a brief analysis, we started as friends in school, stopped being friends, and then started being friends again three years later. But we we weren't even friends at the time, but we were in the same area, watching the same fight. Is is that just fate at that point? Uh, I I don't know. But yeah, now me and Jesse have uh, got into MMA ourselves. We uh, go watch every few months when uh, something good's on, and uh, yeah, so that's pretty much how I um how I got into MMA and um yeah. We'll uh we'll get on to the um my, my favorite fighters of all time today and uh and why. All right, so favorite MMA fighters of all time and today. Now let's get this started. Um first one's got to be Brock Lesnar. Um, came into MMA in, I think, 2007 was his first fight. Uh, won, uh, pretty dominantly in about, oh God, I think less than two minutes. Um, yeah, he fought in K1 and he beat, uh, uh, I think a former Olympic, um, I don't know, I don't know enough about the guy, but he, yeah, he beat him pretty considerably. And then from that point on, he went into, uh, the UFC and, um, uh yeah, within his fourth MMA fight, won the UFC championship. Uh had probably one of my top ten of all time MMA fights ever with Shane Carwin. Um yeah, that's one of my favourite fights ever. Um Um obviously then got beaten by uh Kane Velasquez, um uh and Alistair Overeem. Went back to the WWE, came uh back to fight Mark Hunt and hasn't fought since. Um, and who could forget the rivalry with Frank Mir as well. Uh, he was the best. Uh, prior to Connor, he was the, their biggest ticket seller. UFC 100, I think. 
I believe was, I could be wrong, uh, but I believe it was the first card to uh, exceed a million buys. Um, uh, yeah, that was a huge card. I've got a poster of it in my room, actually. Um, only a only UFC poster I've got, sadly. I need to buy some more. Um, but yeah, he's definitely uh, among my favourites of all time. Um, you know, to have come into MMA at 30 and managed to do all of what he did, uh, you know, fought Randy Couture for the belt, fought Frank Mir, the, uh, you know, fought Shane Cohen, they threw him to the deep end early and, you know, to have managed to do all of that with so little MMA experience after, you know, uh, what was it, uh, two years of pretty solid pro wrestling at that point. Um, actually, more than that because he uh, wrestled in Japan as well. So, yeah, more like about four years. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I have no doubt, if he had come into MMA earlier, if he'd skipped pro wrestling and gone straight into MMA after the NCAA championship, he could have absolutely been one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. So, yeah, he's definitely in there as far as my favourites. Um, of course, Connor Took the UFC by storm. You know, double champ, shut the fuck up. The uh, double champ does whatever the fuck he wants. His legacy is a bit different now because of the two Dustin losses and the Khabib loss. But you know, how can you not love this man? Um, yes, he fucks up sometimes. He's done some things that have even made me shake my head. But I will never not respect that man's legacy and what he's done for this sport. And to this day. It may be in spite of him now, rather than to actually see him win, who knows, but the man can still sell tickets, like, no one cannot say that, he's, he can definitely still sell tickets, so, probably not the most technical, he's only really, he only ever really had a left hand, but absolutely one of my favourites of all time, if for nothing else other than the memories and the legacy that he will leave, which I hope hasn't been diminished too badly. Um, from uh, uh, from the last couple of fights he's had. Uh, Overeem, Alistair Overeem. One of... Uh, it's a shame he never won the UFC Championship, uh, the heavyweight title. Um, he absolutely could have, I think, if he'd... Um, in the end of the day, it's just luck, isn't it? He, he, I think he met his match, sadly. Uh, he definitely wasn't the fighter he was when he fought Brock later in his career. Um, like, I just... I forget who it was against. I, I keep going back to it. But when he got beaten badly and had, like, his lip split, and that was... Uh, that was... I think everyone knew he was at the end rather than the start when that happened. And then, yeah, sadly... He never won the title, but he absolutely could have, and he's definitely, I reckon, purely, I think, for the Brock fight, and also, um, you know, just for the legacy he has. You know, he's been fighting since 99, I think. You know, he yeah, he's definitely up there in my favourite fighters. Um, Cain Velasquez. Um, sadly, probably didn't reach his full potential even though he was a champion and he beat Brock for the championship. Um, his career probably did fall off a bit after that uh, due to various things, injuries, etc. 
Um, if he isn't already, could have absolutely been one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. He was just a killer in his day. He, yeah. Uh, Cormier. I hated him back uh, when uh, the Jones fight happened, because I think a lot of people sided with Jones back then for whatever reason. I don't know. Certainly don't now. Um, but yeah, he's... He's absolutely one of the best at, at light heavyweight and at heavyweight, and just people call him a company stooge, but he's a lot. He's a likable dude, man. DC, he's yeah, he's absolutely one of my favorites. Um, and and a go to the sport, you know, double champ in both divisions, absolute, uh, great wrestler. You know, it's a shame he never got the Brock fight because I was hoping he would. Um, I was hoping that would actually happen. He deserved it, really. And it would have been a banger fight, too, even at this stage of their career, you know? Two outstanding wrestlers going up against each other, you know? It it, it would have been good, but sadly it didn't happen. And then, sadly, the last fight with Stipe wasn't in front of people, but, yeah, he's an absolute go to the sport, man, and, yeah, definitely one of my favourites. Um, And now, as for today, I only really have two today um there's probably you know if if i were to think about it maybe like um Usman and all those guys like they they're definitely uh people i i like to watch um you know but Nunes i just watched that uh uh that fucking fight with Penna Jesus that was oh wow that took me that that shocked me um yeah there there's there, there, we'll be here forever if I mention them all um you know all the guys i've I've watched them like to like to see um but as for my favorite fighters today, I can't um not mention is he didn't like him at first because he he had uh the you know all the talk and it didn't really seem like at first he could back it up but I became a fan after the uh probably after the Costa fight was when I really started to become a fan of him he just beat the brakes off Costa I I I didn't beat the brakes off Costa but he embarrassed him that's for sure um and then he's just sadly the yarn fight didn't turn out how I would have hoped I mean he probably should never have gone up to light heavy to be honest he didn't approach that properly at all um he definitely should have at least tried to gain weight and you know you know it yeah he, sh- he shouldn't have done that and then of course the Vittori fight that was very one-sided but he's had some absolute bangers the Gastelum fight comes to mind that was well probably one of my favorite fights if not my absolute favorite fight of his of course just a tip you ever want to know how to piss me off? Just mention the fact that I missed Izzy winning the title down here in Melbourne against Whitaker on my own turf and him fighting Anderson. Always fucking pisses me off. But of course, the Whitaker fight would have to be one of my favourites. He's about to fight him again, which we'll talk about. Um, and the fact that he fought Anderson even late in his career was probably special. Yeah, he's absolutely one of my favourite fight- fighters. Um, and Peter No Mercy Yarn, fucking freakish boxer. He 
there's no way he's not beating Sterling for the title. Like, no way in the world. Um, unless Sterling tries to find some way to pull out. I love your walkout mu- uh, music, Aljo. Big fan of Joyner Lucas, but shitty moves you've pulled as a fighter. Um, yeah. Yarn's a freak. I can't wait to um, to see what he does in the future. Um, so I- I'm doing this very late. I-, I couldn't think of all my favorite fighters. Uh, I'll probably mention them at some point. If this podcast continues, uh, we'd be here all day if I mentioned all of them. There's way too many across um, all the different organizations. But yeah, as far as what I can think of and what are my immediate favorite fighters, yeah, they're, they're, that's definitely the list. So um, let's get into this UFC 270 and 71 um, analysis. Just realized when listening back to this that there was so many that I didn't mention. Um, Obviously, uh, Poirier and Oliveira. Poirier is just man, what a guy Poirier is, man. I I, I got to give it to him, you know. You could tell he was upset after the loss, but and look, I, hey, I I, I got to give it to him. I I had Charles winning as soon as I saw Charles is wrestling. I'm like, yeah, he's winning, like no doubt about it. Um, but I've got to give it to Poirier. He defended his takedowns a lot better than I thought he would. Poirier defended Charles' takedowns a lot better than I thought he would. Um, I mean, you could tell he was upset after the fight, obviously, as you would be. You know, chance to win the title, and you didn't. But, you know, the, the whole 20k donation thing just you know, speaks to the kind of guy Poirier is. And, um, yeah, I hope he can bounce back, man. I really do. Um, yeah. Oliveira, man, what do you say about him? I see him being champ for a long time. I I don't see anyone except maybe Islam and even then having any chance of beating him. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting, man. He he um he'll probably dominate everyone. Um, Chandler, uh. God, was I angry when I heard he was getting the title shot against um, Oliveira because Dustin was fighting Connor again. But i got to give it to him. He nearly beat Charles. Um, and he's put on... The, the fight with Gagey was a banger. Um, uh, yeah, he's put on some entertaining fights, man. i got to give him that. Um, yeah. Um, of course, you know... what. How could I not mention Wei Li, bro? Single-handedly saved UFC 248 uh, from the bloody abomination that sadly was Izzy versus Yol um, with that fight of the year performance. I, I didn't see the fight. Um, that was the one fight me and Jesse didn't go to see. Um, but, oh, man, what a, uh, what a performance. What a performance, man. Um, I wish I had seen it. Uh, Thug Rose, of course, beat Wei Li, which was a shock to me. Um, yeah, um, yeah, they're they're probably they're definitely some of the people that I'd um, that I'd watch today. I just thought I'd mention them because when I listen back to this podcast, I'm like, how did I not mention them? Um, but yeah, uh, back to business. 
Okay, so UFC 270 at the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. Honestly, guys, there's probably only two fights I'm concerned for on this one, and that's the uh, two headliners, the two main events in the championship fights. Uh, Moreno versus Figure 803. I saw the second fight, didn't see the first one. Um, but I, 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 from my understanding, I think they're one and one, so that, that'll be an interesting fight, the third one. Um, and obviously, Nganu versus Garn, and I will give my opinion on both fights now. Now, Moreno versus Figueredo. Uh, as I said, they're one apiece. Moreno won the last one. As a bit of an underdog, so to speak. Um, not really prepared to call that, because both are pretty dominant. Um, Moreno obviously managed to sub him, and um, Figueredo was a pretty dominant champ. So look, either could win that, I think. Be an interesting fight, though. And, um, obviously, in Garnu versus Garn, I have a bit more to say on this one. Um, I'll be honest, I'm back in Garn in this one. Um, I reckon at, when I saw his skill set, I'm like, I reckon he can definitely beat Francis on the ground. Francis doesn't have anywhere near the ground skills that guy does. Um, he's got the punching power, and if Francis can knock him out, then he'll win, obviously. But if the fight goes to the ground, I'm back and gone all the way. Cause he does not have the skill set that Francis does at all. Um, yeah, be interesting, though. Um, see what happens, whether, we, whether he... Whether Garn manages to unify the titles or it's and still Francis Ngannou who knocked out Stipe Miocic, uh, the so-called greatest heavyweight of all time, uh, pretty shockingly, uh, to win the title. So it'll be interesting. But yeah, I, that that was a short review, I know. Um, but I'm, I'm not I'm not going to be watching the cards. So <laughs> there's not too many fights I'm excited for on it, but. I definitely am excited for UFC 271. That will be more in depth when I come back after this. UFC 271, Toyota Center, Houston, Texas, February 12th. First of all, I'm watching it, or at least the main card, because I'll be buying it on Fight Pass. Um, there's no way I'm not. Uh, but secondly, there's... At the moment, I, I, I could go into more details later because there's a lot about it that's unofficial. Um, but there's three specific fights I want to talk about. First is the possibility of a fight with Ty Tuivasa and Derek Lewis, which would have to be on the main card. There's no way that could not be. Um, two, Cannoneer versus Brunson. And three, obviously, Adesanya versus Whitaker too. I hate mentioning. Definitely going to see it, but I hate mentioning that. Um, first of all, Tuivasa versus Lewis. What a banger of a fight that's going to be if it happens. I hope it happens, especially on that card, because I'm going to be watching anyway. Um, but I'm back in Tuivasa on that. Tui, whoop, man, what a rise that guy's had. Um, if he beats Lewis, I think he could seriously... Um, go on to contend, I reckon, in the heavyweight division. Yeah, I, I yeah, he could. 
honestly, he could become... He'd have to be the first Aussie UFC heavyweight champion, probably. If he actually went on to win, and uh, contend and win. Yeah, he'd probably have to be the first Aussie UFC uh, heavyweight champion, yeah. Um, second is Cannoneer versus Brunson. Obviously, Cannoneer um, fought Whitaker, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he? That was one of his last fights. Um, obviously, he's um, quite a yeah, quite quite skilled, quite powerful. Um, a lot of people thought he could possibly contend at one point. That could still happen, especially if he wins. Um, but Brunson's one of those OGs that uh, I I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to not go with Brunson, but I don't want to call it either because obviously Kennedy is pretty good and he was um, unlucky to not get over Rob, I don't think. Rob's just... Rob and Izzy are the two best middleweights of all time, I reckon, like without doubt. Um, now let's get to the second fight of the first fight that I didn't see. Still sad about that. I'm sad it's not here, first of all, for obvious reasons. I, I picked it. I knew it wouldn't happen here or New Zealand. But secondly, as for what will happen, I don't want to count Izzy out because I reckon there's a big chance he'll win. Um, but at the same time, he shouldn't underestimate Rob either. Because uh, he, de- well, he definitely, he de- Izzy definitely underestimated two people. He underestimated Ga- uh, Gastelum, definitely. And he definitely underestimated Blahovic, plus Asterix, the whole move to light heavyweight as well. He really did underestimate that too. But if he underestimates Rob and doesn't take him seriously, I reckon he'll be in trouble. But if he does, which I reckon he will, because I've seen the comments he's made lately, so I reckon he will take him seriously. Um, I don't know if I'd say it's in the bag, because, like I said, they're both the best middleweights of all time, I reckon, uh, bar none. Oh, no, sorry, not the best middleweights of all time, but the best middle middleweights right now. Um, but, yeah, I... I reckon there's a good chance he wins if he doesn't underestimate him. If he does underestimate him, who knows? But either way, it's going to be a good fight and a good card and a good weekend as they all are and as they all have been over the last few years, which I've got to give the UFC credit for. Um, say what you want about the UFC and Dana, but they've been putting banger after banger on, especially during this pandemic. And me and Jesse and a lot of other MMA fans around the world is... Bruce Buffer would say, or UFC fans around the world, um, have done nothing but enjoy it. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, that was the first episode of the eloquently titled MMA Quick Chat. Um, number one MMA podcast in the world. Uh, like, like <laughs> nah, I'm joking. Um, it'll probably only get two streams, me and Jesse included. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Who knows, man? We'll we'll see how uh, UFC 270 and 71 goes, and um, maybe I'll make a second episode. Maybe I won't. Who knows? But um, until next time, or maybe not, peace out, guys.